0: yo what is up i hope you are good i hope you are relaxed welcome to the fifth episode of the african film podcast for those of you who this is their first time here the african film podcast is a space where we explore african cinema through film recommendations as well as pertinent conversations with practitioners working within the african film space so usually we start off with the film recommendation and for our film recommendation, we are going to one of our neighbors, Lesotho, in their first film to ever be submitted to the Oscars. This is Not a Burial, It's a Resurrection. So This is Not a Burial, It's a Resurrection is a 2019 shot Musutu drama film which was released this year, written and directed by Lemakhang Jeremiah Mosese and acts as the final performance of legendary performer Mammeri Mary Llongo. So... The film brings us into community life into very rural community life through the eyes of Ma mary tolam who is a grieving widow so she's 80 years old and the story essentially begins with us finding out that she has now lost her son but what makes this worse in terms of her mourning is that this is essentially the final member of her close-knit family that has passed away she has lost her grandkids her son and she's lost her husband so she in terms of her life this is her last piece of family that she's now had to bury And that is where the story begins. But the story then picks up when the community finds out that they have to be relocated because the government wants to build a dam within the area that they live in. So this community has to be resettled into another place. And... Ma mary Twala is really not about that because her entire purpose is because she's still in mourning she wants to be buried with her family all of her family is buried within this community that she's spent her entire life in and in a nutshell that is what the movie is about so <laughs> baina metzi kiduhoola me ayabona ehuwa butiboo It is very much, for me, one of the most natural movies I have ever watched in that there were specific parts of the movie where I forgot that I was watching a movie I felt like I was watching a documentary I felt like I was in the real lives of these people because it takes a lot of time into immersing you into this community and what I really find fascinating about it is that it really not not only does it bring you into the community but it also makes you understand the value of this community of them as farmers and the values which they hold because um, to not get into a lot of the deep parts of the movies but for example because they want to be resettle some of these farmers are having a problem because the resettlement is going to be happening within the city but their argument is if you want if you want to resettle us and you want to compensate us you need to compensate us not just for the acres of land that we're living in but because this land is arable our kids have never ever gone hungry because we're able to grow food feed our families with this food and sustain ourselves in ways that within the city life, you're just compensating us for the amount of space that you're taking wouldn't actually suffice as a resettlement package. So it takes you into all of these mechanics as the community through Mamere Twala is trying to fight this resettlement. Um, their resettlement of the specific place it is a very um I think it's about two hours long I really enjoyed all of the performances I do have however want to put the caveat that if you're not in for like deep concentration movies or movies with a very slow pace this is a very slow paced film and it is also very much a natural it's not plot intensive it's not action it is you being immersed into this society that is our full recommendation for today it is this is not a barrel it's a resurrection now in terms of our conversation our fifth guest is a man by the name of linda genya and he is the creator of a lot of initiatives and workshops that happen within the south african space the latest of which is the drive-through cinema which is an initiative which essentially airs south african and african films within sandparks across the country... As a drive-through experience within COVID, so within our conversation, we explore his journey as an event event coordinator and how it is that the drive-through cinema came to be, as well as the process and logistics that go into actually making an event happen. So that is our fifth guest. I hope you are ready for that conversation. I hope this is a conversation which might in- engage you, especially if you are within the eventing space of film. This is the fifth episode of the African Film Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to African Film. This episode was sponsored by the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture. Joining us today is someone who... Every time I see him, he seems to always be on the move. And what I find really inspiring about it is that it always seems to be something that's giving to the industry. He's an expert facilitator. So you'll find him doing things like the Women and Talk with NFEF. He's currently, there's an initiative which we're going to be getting into that is currently doing drive-through cinema within South Africa. And he comes from a radio background. Um, at least I know that he comes from a radio background, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot because with South African creatives, you just never know. Like we, we're here, we're there, Everywhere within the mix, I'm talking about the one, the only Linda Ginya. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me on your show. Such a blessing. And sorry for the delay. Sorry for the delay. And uh, welcome on your show. And
1: welcome as well.
0: <laughs> so, can you tell us just a little bit about your journey into? To give us just a little bit of context into who you are how you got here whether, it's, whether through both your radio journey because I know you've been on both YFM and Metro if I'm not mistaken Elders FM Elders FM and, uh, and YFM as well what was it that kind of got you into the space of media and broadcasting
1: so growing up obviously as Kukulele Lokshi cheapest, hottest frequency was the only station that uh, you could access back in those days you know? and it's always been a dream for a radio platform and obviously for me to be able to do that, I had to start somewhere. Starting somewhere clearly Kurilipin, I had to be Elders Affair. So, funny story I applied at Elders Affair five times before I was actually. Yep, went there five times. Went the first time. L'Oreal at that time says, Look, there's nothing for you. I'm like, Okay, cool. No, no stress. Sure. Went back the following day. I Good, bloom silly. next
0: day, not even like a week later, like next day, I'm back. <laughs> Fifth day
1: I'm back. After breakfast, you are back. I'm like, look, I'm serious, you know? She's like, look, uh, I told you yesterday that there's nothing. Did it on Wednesday, did it on Thursday. Friday, she was annoyed. She says, look, uh, just go go, go go, make coffee, go, go, go get something for me in the kitchen, you know? I'm like, cool. Told you I need a job, you know? So. <laughs> Monday morning, literally started the breakfast show with Mark Daniels. I came to Elders FM with no radio experience. Mark told me how to link. Mark told me how to hook up a news bulletin. So Mark told me everything that I understood in community radio, you know? Yeah. And I think Mark is about 46, 47 years old this year. If he's not in his 50s, you know, he also grew up in Elders FM. I took the experience and it happened one day just before the show ends. It was two minutes before we were doing the breakfast show. It happened that we linked. I mean, a play you know, and Mark just uh, responded near Tagline near McDonald's. He was just like, "I'm loving it," you know. And it happened that McDonald's Southgate was listening to the show, and they called straight after the breakfast show. They're like, "Yo!" And before will called, Mark is like, "Go answer the call because the reception is being in overnight." And it's, you know we did the breakfast shows, which is what was from six am until nine. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, Michael, answer the phone. Joe, once it's nine o'clock, you go answer the phone. So I happened to answer the phone. I spoke to a lady. I just can't remember her name. But us still right I'm on We just listened to you guys, and uh, we heard you guys mentioned uh, McDonald's on your show, let's start, guy, like, guys. We'd like to sponsor. We we're like, hey. <laughs> That top, you know, and this is three months into my radio space and community radio. You know, Elders of Fame gave us the platforms, a cooler came Y Academy. I've been applying for Y Academy, been applying for Y Academy since the way it rose back, you know. And yeah, man, perseverance, boy. I mean, Maui striker, you always know what you want, like. Yeah, so been applying for the Y Academy. I remember the first reason they gave me, they were like, my voice was too deep, and I was like, ah, oh, sure. And I remember, Pella, the Y Academy program is... Back then, it was twice in a year, because it was six months in, six months out. Yeah. Once well, the first program, my parents I came over here, I applied for the Academy. <laughs> no response. I did that for the past five years. While well, I'm still an elder suspect, did that, got the application forms. I shared with Noni. I shared with Noni, and uh, shared with Tyrolean, France. Tyrolean says, I mean, I'm not ready to go to a commercial station. I'm like, Noni. Let's apply, my buddy. Let's go rock at YFM. Noni was a bit skeptical, so apply no will uh, We recorded. So sorry to say this, but it's summer facility was the applied for the You know, straight after our show. Get that, got accepted no at YFM, went to the YFM program. Just two weeks into the Y Academy, I got a show. I got Y D. And how I got YDD, Oneo was flying to the US, Uneo had a fellowship program for a month in the US. You know, so who's the best person to do it? LG is an entrepreneur. You know, so we made the things happen. And I remember the first week into the show, Kevin sent Neil a message to say, "Thank think you found a protégé uh, for your show. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was easy for me
0: at that time. Because I mean, it was within your spelling. You know,
1: I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a panda. So it's easy for me to share entrepreneur um, opportunities with everyone. Bear in mind, uh, we're not getting paid. We're getting stipends. And uh, we're still on Stipe in Vibes. Yeah. We're still making it happen, you know. Did YFM for about four years. Last season again, i five years gone. Hey, I'm faggot. But yes.
0: What was the move then from you from radio into the facilitation, the facilitation and workshop film festival space that you found yourself in?
1: Very uh, influential director, writer, one of the best in the game voiceover artist, Akino Motoshu. Shout outs to the man, man,
0: like yo. If you don't know Akino Motoso, find out about him because he is very much a legend, not just as a filmmaker, as a filmmaker, as an actor. I believe right now, even with Netflix Nigeria, he's one of the key people who's leading that front. He is also, in terms of even just facilitation, He's one of the main facilitators of First Wednesdays, which is one of the spaces which allowed me to understand a little bit more about the film industry and stuff. So Akina Motosa is very much one of one of the big purporters and trailblazers within not just the South African film industry, but also the African film industry.
1: Yep, I would test to that. So during the Hawaii Academy lectures, we had uh, Akina's as our guest lecturer. Akin had asked a question about Hotel Rwanda in class and nobody had a clue about that the movie, you know? So I had I had the I had the response to it, but I, I decided to keep quiet. Just ten minutes before the the lecture ends, I, I I pick up my hand and Akin says, Yes, yes, Linda. So I give him the response to to the question he had asked. And he literally nodded his head. He was like, Okay, cool. Thank you, you know? <laughs> so straight after class. As I was heading out, Akin calls me up. He says, "Yo, can we chat? You know?" He says, "Look, uh, there's something there with your voice and with you just as uh, Elchi. Can we spawn on something? You know?" I look at I look at Akin, I'm like, "Hey, Akin,
0: don't joke." Yeah, wait a minute, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't joke like that, brother, because uh, I used to watch you in Generations as a, as a whole migraine up, you know, and uh, if you're on the spot with me, like, it's, it's, it's such a huge achievement, you know? I came paid for my fees uh, for voiceovers, did a few trainings as well, and obviously working for YFM as well was an advantage of getting voiceovers. My first, first ever gig I was given by Uri Fili, Fifi, Fifi, uh, the senior copywriter at Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she called me up for my first VO, and I remember it was... It was Uma Lucy, Uma Lucy, accreditation for,
0: for education.
1: Obviously, Akeem being one of the best directors at that time. I shoot that via, via the movie.
0: Yeah, it was 2015. Yeah, it was
1: it was around those times. And obviously, seeing him coming to YFM to do voiceovers and him coming to guest lectures and us interacting as well inspired me. That's when I was like, okay, cool. I know I love film, but how am I going to make it into the film space? So, what's the best way to do it? Learn from the legends. I learned as much as I could. and. If via the movie, it was it was it was launched in Soweto at Native Rebels restaurant. I had a premiere of Via the movies, uh, and I was I was I was sponsored by Think Film Commission. Shout out to GFC, actually, man. You know, GFC has been having my back.
0: I was about to say you have a long history and relationship with the GFC, but we're gonna get into that and and the NFEF. Both yeah, you know,
1: so we had a silent movie screening. Uh, the theme was silent movie screening, and we screened Via the movie. I had a guest list of about 50 people. 70 people rocked up, you know, and I had to, I had to accommodate everyone. And obviously, because I only had 50 pairs of earphones, we killed the silent movie team. But everyone had a jump, you know. After that, that's when I saw what black filmmakers, number one, are suffering. Remember? Because cinema structure, cinema structure is expensive. Let's be honest. Between you and Alice, brother, yeah, you and your lady going to the cinema on a nice Tuesday would easily cost you guys about six hundred grand. Would, wait, how much did you say? About six hundred grand, and I'm, I'm I'm
0: calculating on a Tuesday on half price on half price day. Okay, let's
1: let's let's. Okay, okay, sharp. There is that half price option. for to cinema. Can you cinema cheaply?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's let's say for a person like. I, I mean, live in I live. I live mostly in the western and in the north. The closest cinema here for me is Clearwater. I'm not going to drive to Newtown. So that's when I was like, okay, cool. How uh, how do I create a space where I can invite all my black friends? Sorry to put it that way, but in they enjoy movies you know, yeah. and not overcharge them number one on the entrance fee and not overcharge them on the food and obviously get them to have a word of mouth experience after what I give them, you know so everything started off at Native Rebels and it grew, you know, because I gave people an experience that they went back to hundreds and two hundreds and three hundreds of their friends and they were like, look I posted such and such a picture and this is where I was and this is what I was doing, you know, I was like yeah. well, "I know, how to plan again. this is the ultimate plan So from there, I applied for funding with uh, GFC. So GFC sponsored my first gig. And second gig, I got it because at that time, I used to go to Soweto Theatre. At that time, I walked in Soweto Theatre and I just visioned everything. I had just come back from my mom's place and I was so stressed, you know. And walking in there, I just visualized a screening that had 600 people. Yeah. I had requested a meeting with Nomsa, Nomsa, Nomsa Mazway, the general manager. I remember that day, I just came back from Port Elizabeth. I bought myself a pair of sneakers and I bought myself a pair of shorts because it was summer. You know? And I love my shorts. Like, I'm, I'm a shorts guy. As I walked into the meeting, there was four people present at that meeting at that time. And Nomsa and I was present. I came to present this thing to Nomsa, and Nomsa was just like, you know, when someone gives you that, oh Jesus, here's another one. <laughs> yeah. Here's, 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 another, here's another big dreamer, Jesus. You
0: know. I've I've gotten that look from from plenty departments, including DSAC. Uh, it's it's.
1: <laughs> you know, so and I was cool with the vibes. I'm always, I'm always about the vibes. You know. So, presented to Nomsa because at that time, my tweet was done and word had space, which it was not doing well in the cinema. But people were not receiving it the way it was supposed to be received. Mm-hmm. So, I had started to Nomsa and asked for a venue, zero budget, asked for a partnership. Nomsa gave me partnership for, for workshops and screenings. So, I was like, okay, cool. Please give me a partnership later because you had agreed to this. Where do I go? gfc i'll go to gfc zero budget i'm like look this is what i'm planning and this is what i would like to screen at the end of the day like was confirmed they were like okay cool here's an application form and i sent everything i sent all the documents and the partnership letters literally within within three weeks i had got my partnership letter at that time because i had knew i had known that gfc had sponsored my madueto so i was like okay cool as part of the audience program what's the best thing to do was to have the screening that I had vision at that time at Soweto Theatre. So I spoke to the people at GFC, people at GFC had a creed. They also spoke to Kakhisu, Kakhisu had a creed as well. So I invited the cast as well. So I had invited Mutibato and... Sebu. Yeah, Sebu, man. Rest in peace to Sebu, man. Yes, rest in peace to Sebu, man. So they came through, it was a vibe, you know? So during the day, I had a workshop, which is... I had Cedric, uh, Cedric Fori, which is on Skim Sum. I had Merica, which was on Yo! TV at that time, given Stirman on Scandal. So I had given, I had I had Lemo, Lemo Tsipa as well. I had a crazy workshop. I had only invited 50 people. I had 150 people attending the workshop at Soweto Theatre. Yeah. So, and then later on that night, we screened Matwe. It was a free screening. You just had to log on to Komi Ticket through, through the Soweto Theatre website and access your ticket. Yeah. I had 670 people. Seated watching my Twitter for the first time
0: in Soviet. That's a, that 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 that's wild. Yep.
1: straight after the screening, Norm Sama's wife comes to me, she gave me a big hug, she's like, Look, I respect you. So partnership uh expires um in December. Né? So before the partnership expires, I'm like, let me take advantage of this. So I head up interview. Like, yo, my name is Linda Kenya. My friends call me LG. Life is good, you know. I see you guys uh, doing a woman in film dialogue. Can I do the 10th program? They were like, okay, cool. Way. I'm like, it's a theater. They're like, oh, okay, interesting. What's your plan? Lay out the plan into the meeting. Straight away. Lay out the plan into the meeting, got everyone smiling. I'm like, okay, cool. They were like, questions. I'm like, when are we signing? That's my only question when we decided, like, this thing is, 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 is happening in September. You guys are trying to, to promote women in film. And the best thing for us to do it is to do it at end of September. So it gives us more time to market the event. Everyone is just like, okay, cool. Who is this guy? So got
0: there, spoke to everyone. Everyone poured into the idea. We did the women in film dialogue. The media response was crazy. I remember because that was actually I think about two weeks after we actually met because we had met at the NFEF workshop for film festivals. And then from there, literally as we'd finished and we'd connected, all of a sudden I'm just seeing your news everywhere. I'm like, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know that and ben, my name is I'm a very guy I'm a director, I'm um,
1: good behind the scenes of a camera. When well, it's my time to be of the camera. Oh my god.
0: If you're listening stuff? to this, I, I I will confirm from my short experience that that is a lie. He may be like ah. He's lying to himself. He he <laughs> may be he may be reserved, shy shy. I don't buy it. Like I've got I've okay. got the money. I can I I've got the money here. I can even afford to pay for it, but I just don't I just don't buy it. Unfortunately.
1: Okay, maybe that's it. I can speak my way out of anything. Yes, maybe that <laughs> You know, so after the women and film dialogue, the biggest plan was to obviously get more contracts with everyone because I've, I had proved myself at that time. So another big contract that I went for, I was like, okay, cool, so to theater. Please give me a year contract now. So now we're going to do these screenings every month. So the theme is going to be new movie Fridays. But because we can't do it on Fridays, we have to do it on Sundays. I will call them, I will call them new movie Sundays. Yeah. Cool, people got the response to it. And back then, I was not charging anyone because it was part of the audience development program. So because sponsorship already is paying for tickets, is paying for the movies, is paying for everything. So it was going to be a bit specific from my side to charge people. Okay, cool. So what's the best thing to do? Let's do it at my KELONI Festival. So my KELONI Festival happens in December. So that, that 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 runs for like three days. So I screened, uncovered, places and back of the moon. The plan was to stop doing events. last. So my my last event... My last screening was supposed to be Knuckle City on the 26th of March. Yeah. I had retired, man. I mean, I've been doing this for like 15 years. And I believe with that, something needs to change in life. So part of the change was me going back to the rural areas to teach mobile filmmaking. Because I shot, I shot a few commercials using my smartphone for a couple of brands. And one of the brands happens to be Sandparks. And all the promo videos that I used to shoot for NFVF and Houghton Film Commission, I shot them with my smartphone. So really? Thinking, Why don't I do the right thing and the right thing for me is to write unit standards have an npo which is we do have with um
0: and we who's also been on this podcast uh by the way he's a director i'm the director of cherry
1: we registered an npo and the part of the focus of the npo was to literally teach kids how to make content so we didn't restrict anything anything that was content related would give you that platform you know so, mean, at that time for me, it was retirement. So March 2020 was supposed to be retirement. Lockdown happened. You know you know that song, it's my last time being broke. Uh-huh. Yo, I sang that song for the past six months. I was, I was broke for six months. I was broke in such a way, I think in the first three months of COVID, my phone was off. Like I was just like, I'm not gonna be dealing with people asking me for money. Like, until if I leave closed. The whole world actually is closed. And prior to, to, to COVID, I was not invited to the Parks Youth Summit. Guess what I did? I invited myself over when I went to the Sandparks Youth Summit. Took a flight with my last 500 rand, Went to Port Elizabeth. We managed to get ourselves invited. We managed to get ourselves name tags. So the Youth Summit was three days. They literally flew everyone from all nine provinces to come pitch whatever business that you have for Sandparks, so that Parks can give you space. And today, the authority for, for all the national parks in South Africa, Yeah, you know, and they've got 19 national parks in total. I've been doing, I've, I've been doing screenings and I've been doing these drive throughs but in a more, in a more smaller scale in Soweto. So I took my pictures, took everything, went there. It, it came second day. It was pitch. It was pitch session. Literally, I pitched into a group of, I think there was about 600 people then in total. Mm. So just before I introduced myself, I asked them a question. I'm like... In the show of hands, who has been to the cinema in the last two weeks? Literally one guy. I was like, wow, you guys need to be ashamed of yourselves. I'm like, first things first, Knuckle City, that's not doing well in cinemas. Was shot here. we shot here, like literally around here. So these are your people. So if you don't support your people, how do you expect people to support your people? Ah, project. Inflatable screen setup, people having fun. Like, Second slideshow, drone footage. They're like, "Yes." Huh? Yeah, sis. All of this, I'm like, let me explain. I'm like, so what I wanna do with you guys in a nutshell, I want you guys to buy equipment for all the SMMEs surrounding the parks that whenever we have new movie Fridays, literally there's 19 people screening a local movie, which is we all can pay rights for times 19. So filmmaker makes money. Uh, Guy who's screening makes money. Guy who's selling masks is making money. Guy who's selling sanitizers is making money. Me as the administrator, which is I just want 500 grand per month. If we're screening, I make money. Yeah, Photographer makes money. Videographer makes money. Social media lady or social media guy makes money. I say to them, I'm creating a stock fair, which is everyone is going to financially benefit from this thing. Straight after me pitching. I think it was a tea break. Now, I feel like I'm I'm the mayor now. I feel like I'm the mayor of Soweto. (laughs) Everyone wants to chat. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is exactly what I wanted. It happened that the country closed. We were supposed to implement this program in April. Like you mentioned that you had a program
0: in April. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, the country shut down. That couldn't happen. And then while I was chilling during lockdown, I went to Tugu, my guy at that time, who's who's who distribution manager at uh, NFVF, I think they had a meeting with DAC or Articulture or something. But he had called me very early in the morning. I think he called me about 7 o'clock during lockdown. And that was the first day I'd switched on my phone because my phone was off for three months. Yeah. So he calls, he says, Look, um, please help assist with the proposal, do this, do that. Yeah, well, this is what we can propose. So I sent him two ideas that we can do during lockdown were five. And because remember, at that time, we only restricted 50 people. So I sent in everything to him. And then his last response to me was, I'll respond soonest. You know? But because I knew at that time, sorry, that the country is closed, there is no way that nothing's going to happen yeah I'm still broke i'm sending proposals left right and center I'm sending proposals to lace i'm sending proposals to doritos Nick Nets. like i'm just busy dog like i'm gonna i'm gonna show you my sandbox one day for trying through cinema i probably <laughs> probably i probably proposed to about 900 companies and only three got back to me yeah three major. i applied for the relief fund i think i applied for about five relief funds i didn't get any of them i was just like okay this is how the game works you need to use your brains, man. And then I have level four. DAC had allowed sports people, cinemas, theaters to re operate. But that was level said, three, wasn't it? I think it was level three going to level four. But yeah. At that time, only 50 people were still allowed. I applied. And I mean, like, I'm a very persistent person here. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: picking awesome. this
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking why my mom didn't never name me Persistence, actually. Like, I'm very, very bad. <laughs>
0: This season's interviews were primarily recorded remotely via Zoom during September and October 2020. The African Film Podcast is produced by Enraptured Odyssey, a media company based in Alberton, South Africa. To find out more on African Film and Enraptured Odyssey, you can go to their website, enraptured.africa, and you can also follow their social pages at Africanfilm. that's AF r-i-q-u-a-n film on social media sites for more fun film facts
1: so my first um, sponsorship contact that i made was with the gauteng film commission so i sent a proposal to to gauteng film commission and Ooh, Mr. Desmond Matebula responded, said, "This is a brilliant idea, we'll get back to you, you know." And I mean, I might get back to me. I'm not going to follow up next week because I know at that time the country is too closed. And I kept on applying, man. Like I kept on sending it to a lot of brands, and just a lot of them were not interested. And at that time, listen to this: yeah? setup costs about ninety thousand rand. Yeah? I'm just asking for fifty thousand rand. And with this fifty thousand, I'm not saying to you give it to me. I'm saying to you, pay for the FM transmitter, which is 25,000 rand. Pay for the, for the filament and, and publications post certificate and pay for the SAMRO certificate. That's all I need. I've got resources, I've got everything. And we'll make this thing happen. Yeah. Return of investment is, I'll give you radio mentions. And so be like, look, this is value. If you had went directly to why y I was going to charge you this X amount of money. Yeah. That was social media value as well for us to stream live. So basically, I was going to center the brand around Whatever for 50k at that time, yeah. The brands in, and I'm glad they did. Got the formula right, got my product right, planned my first drive through cinema experience. And bear in mind, brands always want to see return on investment, they're, they're not lied to you. Brands want to see value,
0: yeah. Whether it's monetary, whether it's social capital, whether it's um, it's buttery, whether it's something they definitely need
1: something back, yeah. And I was just like. Let me just carry on doing these things, helping people that want to be helped, because I have an ultimate plan of moving these screenings from Soweto, which is I've moved from Soweto theater. I did the first drive-through cinema experience in Johannesburg. Listen to this. this is in Johannesburg.
0: That, that's also something that I just want to kind of dive into because your your current initiative is is a drive-through cinema. I have never been to a drive-through cinema. like I remember they were there in specific parts, like when I was in yeah. my teens. And then they kind of all disappeared. And I kind of understood why they all disappeared. But also when you watch movies or even when you watch American cinema, there's a certain nostalgia that's kind of linked to like drive through cinema. But so what I wanted to understand also just specifically from you is what made you think that this was a good kind of initiative to maybe try I don't. Even, I don't want to say bring back because I'm not sure
1: how. No, bring. Back. It's bring back. It's. nothing. It was innovative back in the 90s. Yeah. So I can't say it's mine. My...
0: But I'm saying I'm not sure how deep the culture, how deep the culture for drive-through cinemas has been here, like specifically back in the in the 90s, or no, and or noughties. But what was that thing that made you think the drive-through experience is something we should? we should kind of tamper with right now
1: during lockdown a lot of people were hiking yeah Yeah. actually Um, a lot of my friends went hiking as well like that not is it is it hop hop, hop naked or whatever it is sorry to butcher the name (laughs) that place is money that place made money like (laughs) and I saw at some point people on social media were complaining that everyone is hiking so I thought okay cool people are complaining let me give them an experience and all my events they've always been an experience and at that time remember I was only allowed 50 people which is it's only 25 cars with two people inside yeah my team was not allowed to be there because there's 10 of us so how I could maximize it was one plus one is two let me have a similar cost per cost yeah because if I'm only going to lose 25 people I'm losing money so what's the best way to make money I have another venue that's doing the same thing. So essentially there's 50 people. I'm gonna break even, I'm gonna shoot everything want to package it, send it to all these brands that have slipped on me, Sent them a link. I was like, this is what I did. On the same email thread, you know, there's this drone picture that I posted on Twitter and the tagline, I think I was like, into an SSOA to do it. First, drive through cinema Experience in Johannesburg." They did not call,
0: they did not email. But that's also, it's a deep reality that keeps coming through within our conversations in that with a lot of, when you're dealing with a lot of South African corporates, not just South African corporates, but just in general, as a creative, it becomes a lot easier to get support or it becomes a lot easier for people to want to work with you Or jump on to whatever it is that you're doing Once it's already started And you've broken your back the first time to make it happen and you, Then you can say, look at this yeah. thing Whether it's your web series whether it's, whether it's your festival Whether it's a short film And then then you kind of find people Then want to jump on After you've already kind of established What it is the the protocol Or your pilot or whatever that thing is
1: Yeah, and I'm glad I did it And when they wanted to come back I told them the seat at the table is not 50k anymore. And one of the brands that I was speaking to Sony.
0: I know you. They, you posted like uh, a few weeks ago that Sony jumped on board. How did How did that How did that one happen?
1: So 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 I met I met the PR lady Dinao on Facebook. I'm like, yo, D, how's it good, man? Good. This is what I do. Yeah, and this is what I'm planning. Sent D a proposal. D says, okay, cool. I sent to client. Client took about three three four weeks to get back to me. You know. Client gets back. He says client loves it. So there's these two products that are launching and client would like to come activate, you know? So I'm like, okay, cool. These are my costs, you know? DVA, client comes back, client doesn't want to pay me. I'm like, ah, then I leave. It's okay. Like, ah, it's absolutely okay. I'm like, number one, I've had four interviews on four major channels. Like these channels are on GSTV. You can just rewind and go back to it and see me there, you know? These are the rate cuts. So essentially all these uh channels that i've went through the interviews that i've done they're worth 1.8 million you know yeah that's that's value that already that i am giving you if you're going to come on board moving along to the screenings i'm giving you social media i'm giving you full branding of both the venues you still want to cut my cost ah it's okay i choose i ah, like it's fine it's fine client says hey, hey you're a bit difficult to win nah! I'm like, I know what I want. I've been doing this for years. And I worked at YFM as well. And I saw how the sales team make their money. You know, so I'm, I'm 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 running a sales product here. You know, so finally we came into conclusion. Uh we agreed on amounts and everything, and we were good. So we signed an activation contract. So they're gonna activate products. So some of the dates that I'm going to give them, they will activate these products. So they're getting full branding. They're getting a six-minute video that's going to play on screen. Obviously, on my side, I'm planning a a national program. The Khalkan Film Commission jumped on board. I had applied for the NFVF drive through screening as well. And, you know, when it came out, I was sad. Like, I was really sad to say how. They asked me for a proposal, and the next thing they're making this thing a tender. But yeah. I didn't tell anyone about it. I was cool. I sent a proposal. Like everyone, they got back to me again. They asked for a few documents. I sent them again. You know, and they took like another month to get back to me. And boom, para bang, one evening I was chilling, depressed. I see an email. I'm just like, oh, I see congratulations. I'm like, oh. <laughs>
0: that email comes in you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Your heart yeah. stops, and you're just like. Whew. Shout out to this phone,
1: actually. Let me show you. Shout out to this phone. I'm not going to sell this phone or give it to anyone. Like, this phone typed all the proposals, sent all the budgets and the costings. Right now, it's recording your voice for VOs, you know? And two other brands that I'm not going to mention because it was just be giving them credit. I rejected them yeah. and they wanted to come back. You know, I was just like, ah, only now you want to come back and it's kind of late because I had, I had seen their strategy and I got it right and I got the formula right. So my rejection later was I feel like I'm going to waste your money and I feel like I'm going to waste... My it, won't money. Be a, it won't be a solid you know? partnership. So it
0: won't like, be a beneficial partnership.
1: Yeah, so one of the CEOs is just like, look, I'm grateful for your honesty. Shout out for your honesty. Thank you for, for being a firm uh, businessman, you know? So right now, it's these screenings that are running in Gauteng. I've cut Merrifield Gerald Square. Two reasons. The costs. They're costing me quite crazy. But that's, that's, that's a really prime... It is, it is. I won't lie to you, but the crime is prime as well. I, w- I would not be surprised
0: But also Has In Crime Just literally Just quadrupled Since since lockdown hit It went on
1: hectic levels So The last thing I need Is my people Getting a knock From a gun On Samyo I want your phone I want your laptop yeah. You know Sat with the team Spoke about it Told them my reasons Because even Brickadier From the SEPS At Johannesburg Central Was like look I love your idea it's beautiful you have support from my team but that place is not safe like Merrifield square is not safe at all and i don't want to risk man like the last thing i need is someone getting hurt in my events i've been doing this for 15 years and no one has ever got hurt at my events and they
0: and start. and that one bad event or that one bad incident can literally stay on your event for so long that you either have to rebrand or even close it down yeah. <laughs>
1: i'm sure you've seen fire festival <laughs>
0: L- let's let's not even go there. That is a completely different. Like the event didn't even happen, so that's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's Let's not. <laughs> so I always
1: try my events to happen as much as I might have challenges here and there, but it needs to happen. The show needs to happen.
0: So you've kind of given us a lot of information in terms of your journey and your understanding of of eventing. So for if there are people who who right now are wanting to get into eventing not just eventing but in terms of dealing with corporate or negotiations yeah. how do you place value on the things on on yourself in terms of what it is that you're investing so that you're able to negotiate evenly or fairly in a way that you're not always exploited yeah. Or if, even if you are exploited, you're exploited in a way that you can actually, you know, yeah. yeah, or survive. As opposed to you exploited, you did this great thing, the branding is all there, yeah. but you're dead inside or you can't even, uh, you can't even do the next deal. Yeah.
1: Because there's always a give and take. First things first, get a partnership later with the venue. Never pay for venues. I never pay for venues because I'm giving you value. I'm bringing my people. They want to buy from your restaurant. They want to buy your alcohol. It's already money coming back to you. Establishment. Nah? Get a partnership yeah. later get quotations of all the suppliers you're going to need. So, draft a list of all the suppliers you're going to need to make your event possible. Nah? Always negotiate, 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 negotiate. Negotiation is my, my middle name. I always try negotiate 20 Rand lesser. Structure it, vision it, see it. If it impresses you, it impresses everyone else. Go to a brand, tell a brand to do this event is 50,000 Rand. But deep down, you know to do that event is 30K. The 20K is your money. But you can't include it because if you include it, it's going to be 70K. And they will tell you, "Ah, we don't have 70,000. You say to a brand, I'll allow you to come brand the space. I'll allow you to run social media. So your social media and my social media will be run by my content creators. So the content is concurrently. We don't have to retweet and message others content and retweet a day later. So basically, we we run your social handles for the day. Come sell your product at the place because the product aligns with
0: With what it is that we're trying to do. With with
1: with what we're trying to do. Yeah. i'll also give you media space so all the media events i'll do opening billboard will be this event was brought to you by Linda Kenya. at this event too you know that's value to you once i mentioned that to the SABC they will probably try to close me but i've said it you know within the last three seconds i've said it and always make sure that you sign contracts brands are shady and always like protect your brand like copyright. well, copyrights or copyrights is my friend every idea that comes to my head
0: C-A-P-C For so, Biz Portal pay-tiny. And this Portal you can literally or Through this Portal you can literally sign up your business For 400 Rand with all the necessary documents
1: no, It's even less, it's like 190 Rand Is it
0: 190? Yeah, it's right?
1: like 190 Rand They even give you tags, they even open a bank account for you. They literally spoon food you everything It's, 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 it's extremely
0: simple. simple But then, so, 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 sorry you are saying?
1: I, I would advise everyone to actually start there That would be the first point of contact Register the business and then follow all the steps that I've done
0: what is coming? What is actually coming up with drive-through cinema in terms of like some of the content and that's coming through? I am moving along all nine provinces with uh,
1: the drive-through cinema experience to also financially benefit other SMMEs and local filmmakers, as promised. This is an opportunity for that local kid uh, based in Limpopo that shot that movie and doesn't know how to sell it, you know, and it's been it's been on his laptop for quite a while. To say to him. Me and 19 other people across these parts can screen this content. Emma. We'll rent it for you. So
0: then how does that kid from Limpopo, if they, if they have this film, how do they actually get to you? How do they get within this process? I go to them. But if you don't know about them but and then they hear about you, what is the way?
1: Right through That's I'll just, just click that. Click that you can get hold of me and everything that's, that's, that's about to follow through. So with the drive through cinema program, I'm going to these kids. I'm going to their community. So all the parks, I'm going to the communities surrounding the parks. Yeah. So basically, I'm filling up the city, uh, the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling up the cinema with them. And I'm not going to charge them. I don't expect 50 Rand for, for someone who's, who's based in a Limpopo village surrounding a sand park. So I said to sand parks, cover the cost. I'll do the production. We invite them, we give them an experience.
0: And also the, the one thing which I've definitely picked up in terms of not just like not just cinema, but specifically like live screenings of stuff where the filmmaker is there. Both for the filmmaker and for the audience, it is such a unique experience because for the filmmaker, you get to actually see how people are reacting to your content, yeah. what what hits, what doesn't. And that is there is so much value in that in terms of our development. From the filmmaking side, because you then get to see, okay, so maybe my writing or the way that I've been doing this really works, but my shots aren't really great. And then I can, I can do that because a lot of the time, some of the things which I think in terms of how our content sometimes can be haphazard or we have like five great films and then another mid six films and a few bad films mm. is because. There's a lot of audience, by the time we get to the actual final product, some, sometimes the filmmakers have not actually in, interacted or had opportunities to interact with the audience to really know how the audience receives these things or what, what that source is. So I really, um, on my side, I, I find it extremely inspirational what this is doing because it at least allows more feedback into the loop, which will then kind of, within time, increase the quality yeah in ways that I don't think most people actually realize, whether it's within writing or acting or editing or just the full filmmaking product.
1: Like, look, it's it's, it's a full-on package. As, as 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 an SMME, if Indigenous Films as a distributor is charging us about 2.5 for the rights for the movie, or if it happens that you're the only person that's distributing their own film, you're still making money because it's 19 SMMEs that are booking this film. It's 19 programs that are running throughout all these impact areas, you know? So it's 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 a win win situation for everyone. I know as a filmmaker how difficult it is. You're not making any money from it. It's quite a bad experience. I know. So I'm, I'm I'm doing this program to
0: to help people win
1: in that situation as well.
0: Yeah, because filmmaking is it can be profitable, it can be, but the, even the road to profitability is just extremely long, and a lot of the a lot of the infrastructure that should be in place or that could be in place isn't there. Or there are not, not enough people who understand how long the filmmaking game actually is to be able to adequately support you to get to that place of profitability if you have a really good product or a decent enough product that can resonate with audiences. But then, um, so what I want to know from you, because this is a question we ask every single guest, African Film, the podcast is a genesis from the online film club, which we started at the beginning of lockdown. What is your favorite African film and why?
1: Uh Letters of
0: Hope. <laughs> what you just screened, the, uh, the first screener.
1: So I, I saw I saw Letters of Hope on uh, on Twitter. Letters of Hope was the opening film of Rapid
0: Lion. And I love the film. Like, I love local movies, dog. Like Can you tell us just a little bit about what Letters of Hope is about? Uh
1: so Letters of Hope is a young man that grew up with his father. At that time, the father used to send like letters uh, amongst the community. So whenever shit was about to go bad. The, the, the dad used to inform the community, "Which agents? Uh, it's their time again. There's going to be war, or the boys are coming." And the dad always in a bicycle. At that time, growing up, the young man never understood why my father's doing this. Up until he lost his father, you know, and he had to carry on being the messenger. And I'm just like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, this old man. Saya faham apa yang dia nak, so monas.
0: Lemming kamu zonya kau tahu amat tukang ayah cermai. Papa ben bulan lama. We are over months old. Asyik solat.
1: Where did you deliver the letter to? The warning letter, man. Dear Thomas. Bus will be attacked on the 17th of June. Please tell everyone to stay away. Like, like, like the, there's, there's a nice spin-off to the movie, you know? It happens that there's this one particular letter that he read and he didn't deliver. He didn't deliver or he delivered it late. Yeah. So the message got there late, which there's gonna be war. And the war actually happened and people died. So I was just like, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> <off>, Africa, man. <laughs> you know, like it was beautiful like i was crying i was so emotional during the day like i'm 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 i'm, I'm not one to cry when movies play i'm i'm, I'm the first one to critic in the first 10 minutes on time aye, 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 aye. what's this now but i was just like wow
0: so within closing i just want to understand from you then where do you honestly see the current african film space or even african film space growing within the next five or so years
1: i think this is a lot talking about the next six months. Regina, they're writing for Netflix. It's African stories. on am Netflix. Remember how exclusive Netflix used to be drunk? Yeah. Like, look what murdering better. Look at Beyonce. Look at Beyonce's Philly. All <laughs> <laughs> You know? King. Tell me which kid in their greatest minds growing in Pretoria thought them as being a local filmmaker would be part, part of Beyonce? Like we're not just talking Beyonce as a person, we're talking a brand to be part of her production. This is a local filmmaker. Yeah? We're talking local content. Like local content is the bomb right now, darling. Like me, 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 I want, I want, I want filmmakers and producers to get calls tomorrow from other filmmakers in the US and say, hey, we saw Linda. The, I want them to speak in accent. in the game you're tweeting last night you know i want your movie literally because i tagged you onto the post i want them to call you and be like let's create let's recreate the story we're from sony we we, we would like to would like to give you a three-year contract like i want i want south african filmmakers to grow like i want everyone to know to say if you want to shoot a movie South Africa, because there's talent, there's landscape. I want them to bring these dollars here. I want I want Sony as a client that I signed. I want them to sign all 19 SMMEs that I'm going to work with. I want I want I want Sony. I want Sony to pump in hundred thousand to each SMME. Give them back money, and before we even screen, we run
0: Sony screenings, we run Sony advert, we run everything. Hey, and this all started from from uh, just going to the same place five days in a row. Uh, say, give me, give me a job. It just
1: started with give me a job, dog. You know, like I, I just, I just, I just wanted to be known. You know, I, I'd like to be celebrated. I'd like, i like for kids to read about me in, 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 in film books to say this man, this man created a program where thousands and thousands of filmmakers benefited and made money from their films, and yet still be the same people where if you want to rent equipment as a filmmaker, you come back to us to the Stockwell program. Say, guys, I'm shooting a film. I need a director. I'm here. I'll direct. You know, I need a producer. Oh, yeah, Ayanda. I'm here. I'll, I'll, I'll produce. You know, We have a final product for you. We know that this thing was shot on zero budget, but no one knows. You know? I want to create a film count where we shoot a final product, and when they ask you how much was the estimate cost of the project, you're like, damn, that was 5 million. We shot this for 5 million. And we know that uh, we posted it. We did shoot this for 5 million. But because the content and the quality allows us to go sell it,
0: up, I think that is a a really good place to wrap. Thank you so much for your time, sir. This has been a very uh, exploratory conversation. I've learned a lot. Um, thank you so much for giving your time. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see where drive through cinema kind of goes next, and not just drive through cinema, but the rest of your endeavors. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, shout out to the great initiative you're doing for film African filmmakers. That was the fifth episode of the African Film Podcast with our special guest, Linda Genia. Thank you so much for listening. I am Yolezun Draguna, the host and editor of this specific podcast, and this episode was sponsored by the Department of Sports, Arts, and Culture. I would like to take this time to acknowledge the amazing team that helped put this podcast together, including my co-producer, Kibare Wanjikuna, the music composer, Katleho Doshi Temo, who made the original music you're listening to right now, as well as our voiceover artist, Nomava Kibare. To find out more about African Film do follow our social pages which is African Film which is A-F-R-I-Q-U-A-N Film on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out our website enraptured.africa where you can find the full show notes or if you'd like to email us you can also email us at africanfilm@gmail.com. gmail.com If you'd like to check out some of our other podcasts you can also check out the Next Gen Greats podcast which is hosted by myself. The Next Gen Greats podcast is a space where we get artists to take us through the inspiration behind some of their projects, whether it be an EP, a mixtape or a producer's catalog. You can also check out Givenomics, which is a podcast hosted by Kibare where he gives an economics enthusiast perspective on things. And finally, if you'd like more film content, you can also check out What's Hot on the Screen, which is essentially a bite-sized version of this because I talk to filmmakers about their upcoming projects, but more so in a 10 to 15 minute type of setting. You can find those links in our description below as well as in our show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at our next episode.